Welcome everyone to the Purposely Thriving Podcast, where we are growing, evolving, and becoming into our highest self in every area of our lives so that we are able to live authentically and whole as we step into a new chapter. I am your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining and tuning in with me this week. Let's talk about the word healing this week right? I want to talk about the word healing and knowing if we've healed. Okay. And what inspired me to bring this to the podcast is because I had someone who submitted in a question that they wanted me to discuss. And that was, how do I know if I'm healed from this experience? And I thought that was a great question to address. I really did. Because Nowadays, there's a lot of talk around healing, okay? Like there's more conversations about it. More and more people are doing their work and it's becoming more and more normalized. And I'm here for it. I am. I'm here for it because there was a time where this wasn't a conversation. Like healing was extremely taboo. But the more it's being talked about, and the more informed people are about it, they're giving themselves permission to unpack things that have taken place in their lives. And I think that's the most courageous action to do for yourself. I really do. However, there's another side of healing, right? And and that side is, well, how do I know that I've healed, Tanya? Like, how do I know if I'm no longer impacted by what took place? How do I know if I'm healed enough to connect with someone and not be afraid? And and first off, those are some real questions. And when you're doing a level of work, you want to know if the work is working, right? Because for many of you, you could be getting therapy, you could be getting coaching, you could be reading books, you could be listening to different podcasts, you could be following those who are um, experts around this topic online. And you can be taking all this information in and still be wondering, well, is this working? You know, is is this really working? And before I give a few reasons, okay, because I'm going to give you all a few reasons, but I want to clear the air when it comes around the word healing, right? Because it can also be misunderstood. And I think when you have a question such as this, it's important to understand what healing isn't, okay? And one of the biggest misunderstandings that I can tell you about healing is that healing isn't about being 100% whole, okay? As I always say, as humans, no matter where we are, no matter how someone looks on the outside, we, as in all of us, always have something to work on and improve. And we will always and continue to have something to work on. Okay, so this process of healing is more of a journey rather than a destination. It's more about evolving versus thinking that you have arrived. Okay, and the reason why this is important to look at from this point of view is because this gives you the ability to embrace your process throughout. Because if we're looking to arrive then you won't think it's working. And so I want you to look at this as evolving, right? Am I evolving from this experience as opposed to asking, am I totally healed from it? Okay, 
And so what I wanted to do today is that I wanted to give you my top five signs that you're headed in the right direction. Okay. And so let me also state that these are just five things, meaning that there are more. Okay. So if I don't say something, I don't want you to think that this isn't working for you. Um, These top five that I'm going to indicate today on the podcast, they're based on a couple of things. It's based upon personal experience and it's also based on professional experience, right? More so of the clients that I've had the pleasure of working with. Okay. And so that's what I'm basing this on in terms of giving you my top five signs. All right. So the first sign that is an indicator that you could be headed in the right direction in terms of evolving is that you're not as easily bothered or triggered by your past relationship. Okay. That's the first one. When relationships dissolve, your energy, whether that's the energy on where you are mentally, where you are emotionally, to even how often you talk about it, specifically in the manner in which you talk about it. It can be on this constant replay, okay, where this is all you're thinking about, meaning that you're ruminating constantly about the relationship. You may find yourself constantly questioning yourself with all the what ifs, or maybe if I had done this, maybe if I had done that, you may ask yourself, was I not enough? Or even how could they do this? where it occupies so much of your mental headspace. You can also find your emotions to be very intoxicated. See, when you can't see past your emotions about this experience, they feel overwhelming where they're consuming you to the point where they may even feel uncontrollable. You may even find yourself reacting in unhealthy ways due to the intensity of your emotions or having the urge to reach out to them in regards to how you're feeling at the moment. When you're in that energy of a constant replay of this situation, you may even find yourself talking about it all the time, right? Whether that's the chatter in your head or the conversations that you're having, whether that's with family, friends, coworkers, and for others, they take it out on, so they take it on social media. And so what evolving does In terms of what I just mentioned, evolving redirects all of that energy, evolving shifts that energy. It pivots that energy into not thinking about them so much. Like your mental headspace is becoming more decluttered from ruminating on it so much where your focus is on other things such as yourself, your goals, your future. You find yourself becoming more optimistic about what's to come. And you start to have more good days than not so good days. That energy also pivots into experiencing more peace over what took place as opposed to being in this space of pain. And when I say this, it's not about liking what took place, but it's about accepting what has occurred from a place of personal power. And what this does is that it frees you from an emotional bondage that you may have had about it, okay? That evolving energy pivots into different conversations. So like this topic about this relationship becomes less of a factor 
you're not as interested or not interested at all when it comes to talking about it. Like if somebody asks you, you like, I don't want to discuss this. I've mentally and emotionally moved forward from this. And so your conversations are more or less about the past and more about your present. And so I want you to ask yourself this question. Am I as bothered or am I as triggered by this experience like I used to be? And so I want you to look at this from where you were initially to where you are now. And ask yourself, what has shifted? What has changed? What has improved? What have I evolved from? Because when you look at it from this place, this lets you know that you're headed in the right direction. Okay. So that's the first one. The first one is you're not as easily bothered or triggered by your past relationship. The second one is you no longer view this relationship as a loss. Okay. That's the second one. You no longer view this relationship as a loss. You know, failure can be the feeling when a relationship doesn't come out as planned. And when you believe that you failed, it creates an unhealthy belief of yourself and how you see the world. It's like you develop this unhealthy belief system about who and whose you are. Where you talk down on yourself and you become very critical and extremely judgmental. You feel incompetent, worthless, and even find yourself feeling unlovable. And feeding into this enough can develop things such as depression and even anxiety. You even find yourself being an extreme pessimist about relationships, which can also lead to self-sabotage because you feel like you failed at love. So you don't even open your heart space to the future possibilities. So what takes place is that your belief is because this relationship didn't last, then that must mean I failed. And that's a dangerous place and space to measure anything. Like you're making the current outcome be the exchange of whether or not if you're successful. Because it's like you're saying successful people stay together and those who fail aren't successful, right? It's like you're making the current outcome be the exchange of defining your identity. Because what can happen is that you're making this experience dictate a belief about the core of who and whose you are. And so what happens is, is that you function off this narrative in ways that doesn't complement your highest self. You can also find yourself making this current outcome be the exchange of determining your self-worth. So you're now questioning your enoughness. You're questioning your worthiness and you're also questioning whether or not if you're worthy of being loved. However, when you evolve, your perspective shifts about this experience in terms of viewing it as a loss. OK, you find yourself developing more of an understanding about this dynamic of this relationship. And when you do this, it allows you to look at this experience from a different lens so instead of believing that you lost, you're now able to see what you've learned. Instead of believing that you lost, you can also see things for what they really were, meaning that you're able to see the truth and accept it peacefully. Instead of believing that you lost, you're able to see that because this didn't work out, that doesn't mean nothing else will. 
you, you realize that this was a part of your life's journey. It was only a chapter and not the entire book of your story. Okay. And so I want you to ask yourself, am I identifying this experience as a lost or am I finding ways to see this experience as a way to learn, grow and become a better me in the process? Okay, that's the second one. The second one is you no longer view this relationship as a loss. The third one is that you've created healthier boundaries that are incongruent with what leads to an intentional and fulfilling life. That's the third one. What I've seen in the work that I do, as well as myself and my own challenges relationally that I had, is that we can often do a few things, okay? We can often go boundaryless, meaning that we don't address things that are problematic. We overlook what's there or don't speak on things that we value within our relationship only to be regretful and or resentful about it later. We can often find ourselves romanticizing, meaning that we create a story about what we imagine this relationship to be, therefore attempting to convince ourselves that this is what it really is when the reality of it is quite the opposite. So we tend to ignore what we need to pay attention to due to the imagination of the relationship that we've created only to break our own hearts. We can, we can also find ourselves going to the extreme and setting boundaries that are too rigid, right? So there's an extreme side of this too, in terms of setting boundaries. Sometimes people only talk about setting boundaries from a healthy perspective, but there is another side of setting boundaries that are too rigid, where you tend to set boundaries that keep people away. You know, the kind of boundaries that keep you in total isolation. You know, the kind of boundaries where they are so strict, where it becomes impossible for people to cultivate a connection with you. Therefore, creating surface level relationships. What about avoiding all conflict and confrontation altogether? Meaning that you're not interested in addressing issues through intentional communication. However, when you start to lead from a space of wanting to evolve, this also gives you an opportunity to understand yourself more in terms of how you showed up in your relationship. And so when you shift and when you pivot into the space of evolving, you get a chance to see what wasn't addressed that you valued so that moving forward, you become more intentional about speaking up on those things. You recognize your approach in communication where you start to learn better, effective and healthier ways to express your needs and concerns. You understand some past hurt or trauma that you've experienced has been very influential on how you showed up as well as how you chose your mate. And you also make choices purposefully that will create an outcome of the life that you designed to live. And so I want you to ask yourself this question. Have I implemented a healthy boundary that's helping me to evolve? Because all it takes is one. And if you've implemented that one boundary in your life that you know is going to create the outcome of the life that you want to live that's what you want to go for in terms of indicating that this is working for you okay so that's the third one 
The third one is you've created healthier boundaries that are incongruent with what leads to an intentional and fulfilling life. The fourth one is you're becoming more content and joyful in your solitude. That's number four. Number four is you're becoming more content and joyful in your solitude. When you're used to always having someone around, there's a connection that's been established. There is a familiar that's been normalized. There's a routine that you've been accustomed to. And truthfully, it doesn't even matter what the connection was, what the normalization was, or even the routine. Okay, it doesn't matter what it really was. The point is that because this is what you've always known, anything else becomes very unrecognizable. So what does this mean? This means that there's a part of you or maybe even a lot of you that hasn't done things for yourself that was unique from your relationship. Okay, meaning that when you get in a relationship, it becomes easy to disconnect from the things you may have once enjoyed Or maybe you've always wanted to do, but you never did. This could also mean that you've never explored what it feels like to enjoy your own company. This weekend, I actually attended a conference. And one of the speakers that was there, um, she is she's divorced and she's actually now about to get married again. And one of the things that she mentioned was that before she decided to get involved with anybody, she said she needed to examine her past and explore those unresolved wounds that she's experienced in her life. And she also indicated that during this process, she learned how to enjoy her own company. She learned to enjoy things such as having lunch by herself and or going to the movies and enjoying her alone time. And, and what I find is that many have difficulty being by themselves. They mistake being alone as being lonely, and they're not the same. And when someone has trouble being by themselves, they're always looking to have somebody around. And these types of people, relationship bounce a lot, where they always feel like they have to be in a relationship. It's like they'll do anything to be distracted from being by themselves. And what happens is when you do this is that you never get the opportunity to experience your own joy because you think it comes from being with someone and it doesn't. Yes. Can a person compliment you? Of course, but never can they complete you. There's a difference. And so when we talk about evolving in terms of this, like when you find yourself pivoting, when you find yourself shifting You begin to explore some things that you've always wanted to do. You begin to reflect on the things that you once enjoyed and you start doing those. And you also realize that you're not in a need to have someone to fill your life because you haven't created a life of your own. But instead, you recognize that being with someone is an addition to the fulfilled life that you're obtaining for yourself. And so I want you to ask yourself this question. What am I doing that is bringing me joy in my life? And I want you to really think about it, okay? Think about what you're doing that is really bringing you joy in your life, all right? And so that's the fourth one. The fifth one is you've extended genuine grace over yourself 
and or your previous partner. Okay, that's the fifth one. Okay, the fifth one is you've extended genuine grace over yourself and or your previous partner. Now, I saved this for last, but even though I did, that doesn't imply that this is the least. Okay, because I'm going to be honest, I, I think this is they're all important, but it's something about giving yourself grace that I think is very vital to you evolving. And when it comes to forgiveness, forgiveness is tough. It is. It's tough to forgive others. However, I think it's often harder to forgive ourselves. You know, when forgiveness is often talked about from people, the conversation is always around forgiving others, which I'm not going to lie. I believe is needed. I believe is needed and I believe is very vital to your healing process. However, I strongly believe that extending real grace over yourself gets overlooked too often. And when you don't make the conscious choice to say, I forgive me, you place yourself on an everlasting punishment where you keep reliving what you've done. You let it affect your decisions in a negative or unhealthy way. You feel paralyzed by your past. You verbally abuse yourself. You make yourself feel unworthy. You are afraid to take healthy risk. You don't try to make things better because you don't think you are worthy to make things better. You struggle to forgive others. You even struggle to trust yourself. And you also start experiencing things such as depression, anxiety, and other physical ailments. And when you stay in this space of not extending genuine grace over yourself, you don't evolve. You don't experience your life changing for the better. You stay exactly where you are mentally and emotionally because you haven't given yourself genuine grace. And here's the thing. I want to free many of you right now, specifically when it comes to grace. Let me free you all. Okay. When it comes to grace, you cannot earn grace, right? Grace is undeserved favor. And what this means is that it's freely given to you at this present moment. Okay. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how many times you've done it or how long you've done it. Genuine, genuine grace is a choice that you must be willing to receive as well as honor the grace you've been granted by moving forward. See, I had to add that part in terms of honoring the grace, because when you free yourself from a bondage that's keeping you stuck, you become intentional about getting unstuck. Okay. So in terms of evolving, when it comes to extending genuine grace over yourself, you develop a better mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual well-being. You establish more of a positive attitude. You cultivate healthier relationships. You even restore and cultivate self-trust. And it also helps you establish empathy for others because you see that they're human just like you. That's the power of giving yourself genuine grace. And so I want to ask you this question. I want you to ask yourself, have I started choosing to extend grace over myself? Because it's a choice and it's a choice that you have to choose every single day. Okay. I want to end saying this. I want you to take a moment and really pay attention to what you're doing differently. I really want you to see what progress has been made. Because one of the things that I tell my clients is that this is your process. 
emphasis on the word your, and you have to trust your process. Now, does this mean that you are where you want to be? Maybe not. But guess what? You're not where you used to be. Does this mean that everything that I just indicated today should apply to you right now? Maybe not. But even if you have one out of everything that I mentioned on today's episode, then that's a win. So it's important to know that there's layers to this and there's also levels to this. So I want you to appreciate where you are and keep moving forward. Okay. So I truly hope that this episode has blessed you all and also enlightened you to really view healing from a different perspective. I really do. If there's a topic that you would love more insight on that will help you experience a life of thriving, please go to tanyacarter.com forward slash podcast topics to submit in the requested topic that you would like to talk about. Okay. And I will also put the link to submit the form as well in the show notes. All right. So please make sure that you are following me on my social media handles. My Instagram is I am Tanya Carter. My Facebook is Tanya Carter, as well as my YouTube is Tanya Carter. Okay. And also, please make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you can receive notifications on when the podcast will drop. Also leave a review. If you know that this podcast has been very influential on your journey, please head over to iTunes or Spotify and leave me a review. And last but definitely not least, share this information. Okay, we share everything else. And if you know that this podcast episode has been a blessing to you, then please share it to someone else so it can be a blessing to them. Okay, so thank you all again for tuning in with me this week. You all have a wonderful and amazing week and I'll see you next time.